0: The Novice and Frank present a comic book podcast.
1: Welcome to the Novice and Frank, everybody! Look at
0: this—we're casting. We're casting.
1: Castin'. Yeah, just throwing out that conversational net, and uh, or and seeing what we draw back in. What's
0: You've that? never been fishing before, have Man, you? You don't
1: use nets, don't you? You throw out
0: the line, and you cast a line.
1: I prefer to think of uh, like those ancient mariners who only had a net. They didn't have the technology of a, f- <laughs> of a fishing reel.
0: You can cast a line. This is a cast-a-net. Smokers
1: on the water!
0: <laughs> water terrible. world. Classic. Ah. <laughs> uh, welcome, everybody, to the Novice and Frank. We are going to be discussing Tank Girl today. Um, yes. And before we do, we'll jump in. We've got a couple of fun segments. Uh, but, of course, the people are clamoring. Frank? For our improvised opening number, it's been a while.
1: But you know what? I my my Twitter blows up with like you know what up where that where that hot hot theme song.
0: My Twitter just says who this. I don't know how Twitter works. Um, okay. Do you want to do a little opening? Theme theme number. Okay.
1: Rumble, 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 (laughs) rumble, rum, 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 rum. Man the turrets
0: i'm
1: shooting a kangaroo
0: good day mate because we're super australian I'm we love Benjamin and kangaroos so many kangaroos they're our lovers and our friends and also our enemies <laughs>
1: we're gonna talk about all that and more and i'm gonna keep this voice all show long i'm a novice
0: and frank good day mate (laughs) we just lost any and all australian listeners i'm sorry guys i didn't mean to boil you down to just just a stereotype.
1: Kangaroos, shrimp and the barbie, yeah. uh, Vegemite. Vegemite. And good day, mate.
0: Good day, mate. But I will say, I feel like there were some some stereotypes in this, in Tank Girl. So I, I don't yeah. feel too bad because we're really just just uh, just bringing it to life. So, <laughs> we're really just bringing it to life, the like way it tells us the story.
1: Uh, yes. So, well, 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 first, mm-hmm. of course, it has been quite a bit of time. For you, the listener, probably have not noticed a thing. Yeah. But for us, the the casters, yeah. as I like to call us, that's an apostrophe right before the C. Mm-hmm. The casters. It's been a little while since we've had a chance to just have just a you and I session. It
0: it is. It's been a little bit. So basically, these are all these are all coming up, and they're posting out of order, everybody. So if you're going in order, then I think we just had two crossover podcasts back to back, which is a little crazy. She took a few weeks off to kind of rest and recoup and sort of build up our bank of podcasts and now we're back at it so we should be releasing regularly on, uh, on every week so if you have been listening to us and have been kind of like where you know where are they We thank you so much and I'm sorry that, that yeah thank you for for staying with us uh, things got kind of crazy. Frank, you've got a lot going on.
1: You've got even more. No. But what I like about the, the way you described it, it ties just so much back into comic books, mm-hmm. which is what we love to talk about. Yeah. Is, as you said, like you know, we're just er- interrupted by these crossovers. Mm-hmm. That so often happens in a lot of comic books, especially from Marvel and DC, when all of a sudden they're just telling their regular stories, and then all of a sudden the big, huge, epic crossover event is happening line-wide, and every series has got a to tie into it. So... For like two or three issues, all of a sudden they just have to put all their stories on hold just to deal with everything that's happening in this crossover. And oh. then once that's done, boom, back down to the regular stories. So, so I feel like
0: that's what we did. That was super intentional. That was an artistic choice that we made yes. for this podcast. Does that not drive people crazy, though, when you're reading in real time? I Because uh, I, ter- like, I feel super guilty that we haven't posted a new... Uh, but we posted a new one today, and that was the Wonder Woman crossover. Um, so when you guys are listening to this, you'll know exactly how far off the beaten path we got, because uh, this will probably air four weeks or so after that Wonder Woman crossover posts. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I feel so terrible, like, not not releasing something weekly. I feel no. just bad well, about be- it. I
1: mean, I feel like that is the uh, the challenge of the podcaster, mm-hmm. is to maintain that content. Mm-hmm. Because I feel a fan fans can be very fickle. Like, it's like, you know, they will, they will give you a little bit of leeway, but Mm -hmm. uh, if they're not, if you're not feeding that kind of their, their appetite, then they will go look elsewhere.
0: I know. Please stay. Thank you for staying. If we, if you stayed, we love you. If you're new, we love you also. Um, please guys, if you, if you do listen to this podcast and you enjoy it, please, uh, rate, review, subscribe. Um, All that jazz It really helps Like I've been shocked I've been going through and leaving Now that I do this I realize how important those reviews are And I'm going and like that's reviewing true. I not only review other podcasts I like I'm like, oh you know what I've been to this restaurant like 13 times And I love it Why haven't I left a good review? Because I feel like we have a tendency To only review things when we don't like it
1: No, that's That is very true You know? You know, and uh, I feel like With the uh, Well, but I feel like with like a, a Yelp Mm-hmm. is that either way, whether you loved it or whether you hate it, I feel like that is valuable feedback
0: It is for an
1: establishment.
0: Because I, I go to Yelp a lot. I Yelp everything. I feel like people that travel with me get annoyed because we'll be in a new place. Like, where do you want to go? I'm like, hold on. Yeah. And, I, and I look up Yelp, like, what's close to us, and I read the reviews. I look at the stars and I read the reviews. So What is your um,
1: tipping point to like deter you from a place that seems like, uh, at the first, like just pulling up, you're like, oh, this sounds like it would be my thing. Let me scroll to the reviews.
0: I, for me, I look at the stars first and I look at how many. Because if there's only 14 reviews and the review and the stars are like four, if it's like four stars, then I'm going to read a couple of them to see like what people didn't like. If they had like one rude waiter, I'm going to go there anyway. You know, if there are like 2,500 reviews and it's four to five stars, I'm going there. I don't even need a look. Yeah. You know, um... So, sometimes it's a brand new restaurant. So, they only got three reviews or whatever, and the reviews are all positive, then I'll just check to see when it opened. And then I'm like, great, let's go to this new place. It seems to be good. So, for me, a tipping point, I I don't want to go anywhere that's like a two star, two and a half star. I'm just okay. not. Because usually, at least where we live in LA, we're pretty fortunate in that there's always something good to eat. Mm-hmm. Not that far away. Very true. You know? So... If I'm looking at these reviews and I'm like, I can walk an extra two blocks for a meal that's, generally speaking, really well-reviewed, I'm going to walk the two blocks, usually. I'd have to be really hungry to go to a place that's like one and a half stars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine myself wanting to go there. I feel like I would just talk myself right out of it. It's like, yeah. I can find something better.
0: Well, you yeah, and you're I are both that. just like, really passionate about foods. That Very true. What's your tipping point when you look at stuff like that?
1: Man, I, I feel like too, more often than not, mm-hmm. I have... I have probably been dissuaded. I've let myself be dissuaded from, I'll read the reviews, and if I see like a couple that set, kind of seem to hit the same beat, whether it be, well, I guess not so much the service, because I, you're right, the service can kind of vary from person to person, so you shouldn't hold that, but the food. Mm-hmm. If I get a couple in review reviews in a row where I feel like they've kind of dinged the food for whatever reason, yeah. then I will uh, pass that by. Or if I have seen something on their menu, and that, that's the thing that's sucking me in, mm-hmm. and I read the reviews and the comments about that particular item haven't yeah. been that great, and that'll deter me.
0: That's a good call. I left. I. It's <laughs> the first time I've ever done this. Today, I, I was on a review warpath. I left a bad review on this website and their ad on Facebook and on their Facebook page. Wow. If it pops up on Instagram, then I will leave it there too. Because I got sucked in because they were advertising everywhere. And so I was like, oh, this sounds great. And And the reasons that I. They're just so. I gave them like four chances and they were just just like screwed up every single one. And it's the first time I've done that. I usually don't. If I'm going to leave a bad review for something like a really bad review, I've had to have gone a couple of times and it has been terrible or they had to be really awful. So you're not doing it
1: right out of the gate? Like if you go to one time and you're not going to.
0: If it was I mean if it was really bad if like the service sucked and the food wasn't good and this and that like I I will I'll leave like maybe not a great review but in general, I feel like sometimes you just catch people on a bad night and I guess this is where I'm optimistic <laughs> like sometimes you just catch people on a bad night and sometimes um, I feel like like I said people are more inclined to write a negative review than they are positive i don't Mm -hmm. know why that is i don't think that's because we have a great experience we kind of just like oh this place is great we sort of take it for granted whereas if we had a bad experience we want to tell everyone about it yeah i don't know why that is so i try to go out of my way to write positive reviews just like if i have a really good waiter like a really great waiter i'll ask to talk to their manager and i'll tell their manager how great they were because you never if you're in customer service nobody ever is like I just want to tell you this person did a great job. You only hear complaints from people.
1: You know what I mean? Well, that's true. I mean, I feel like it's 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 much easier to tear things down. It is uh, than it is to appreciate and, and and build things up. Yeah.
0: But when I want to burn a mother down, I burn you, a mother down. That's right. and That's it's a, what I spent it's a five alarm. my lunch my lunch break at work today, burning just like burning shit down online.
1: Uh, you can say the name of the restaurant. Thistle. You can thistle.
0: Thistle delivery service. Oh, it's you heard it here, service. you guys. Yeah, if you're if you're not delivering in
1: Calif- to you at work,
0: no, here. So like, if you guys know. are in California, that you, I'm not sure if they have this other places. They've got it's like San Francisco, L.A., and I feel like one or two other places out of the state. But this a meal delivery service and their whole thing is like health, super healthy meals, and you can pick, uh, you know, like you can pick omnivore or veggie. I think you can do vegan, and it's and the in theory it's great. So you order your meals online, you can add. You can do four meals a week or two, or you can add juices or lattes or whatever you need. And the last two weeks have been crazy for me, which is one of the reasons we haven't we haven't recorded recently. It's just been like a really crazy month. And so I was like, I need help. I had a coupon code for thistle and it kept popping up everywhere, advertising's everywhere. Website's great. Ordered, first batch of meals came on Monday. So if you order four a week, four days a week, they bring Monday and Wednesday for me. First, Cycle was great. Everything got delivered totally fine. They sent me a text message to be like your meals are on their way And it's like they've been delivered and I'm like, oh my god, they're here. <laughs> and I was so excited And it was great So are they
1: uh, pre-made they're or? pre-made. Okay. Yeah,
0: cuz we've done blue apron and stuff too. this these are pre-made meals and So it was good. It was like wow I'm so glad that we did this today because I'm exhausted. I don't have time to prep my food uh, And I'm you know try going through some health stuff. So I'm trying to be better about like what I'm eating And so it's perfect. Well, Wednesday, I get a text message like, your food's here or your food's been delivered. I'm like, oh my God, it's here. And I run to my front door. No, it's not. It's not there at all. And they don't have a phone number that you can call. You have to like chat them Uh. or email. And I was like, all right, well, maybe it's coming later. So I waited and like text Mike and he was like, no, it's not here yet. So I had to chat them and they're just like, oh, we, it couldn't be delivered. And I said, why not? And they're like, we don't know. We just know that we got a note from a driver saying it couldn't be delivered. And I was like, well, but I got a thing saying that it had been. They're like, sorry, we'll refund you. I'm like, yeah, this was a big inconvenience. Now I don't only food today. Yeah. So like, can I get, it? so they gave me like an extra credit. And I was like, great, this is totally fine. my smart again, happened again on Monday, the following Monday, the exact same thing. And then to, this was like my final straw. So today I don't even get a text saying your food's on its way and this was after several back and forth like but why is it not being delivered and they're like we don't know i'm like okay so today was the last straw i packed a a extra lunch just in case and it's a good thing that i did because i got a text message first of all it wasn't there in the window of time so i like sent a really angry chat at this woman i'm just like listen it's a big inconvenience cancel my membership and refund me and she's like oh i see the driver's out with it it's just going to be a little late You know, but it should be that. I was like, all right, so you got till 10 a.m. If it's not here by 10 a.m. Like, then we're going to deal with this. And so, sure enough, it wasn't here. And instead, I get a text message. It's like, your food couldn't be delivered. Unfortunately, your food couldn't be delivered. And I'll say that out of all four times, that is the first, the only time I got a text telling me that it wasn't going to be here. So... I was pissed. I'm still pissed. You can tell. Because now I've spent like five minutes complaining about this stupid thing that happened. But I
1: feel like that is so frustrating that they can't talk to the driver and say, why couldn't you just deliver this for Right.
0: Well, and I asked in the chat window again, because you can't talk to... They're real people, but you can't just like have a conversation. They're like, let me check on that. Like they're automated. And then it comes back with information basically. And she's like, oh, I see that our driver today had a personal emergency. And I'm like, you know... And I just said, I told her, I said... I'm sorry to hear that. I hope he's okay. However, this is the third time in a row that this has happened and with no notice. It's not like I got up in the morning and at 6 a.m. It's like, we're sorry, your food's not going to be there, you know, so I can make yeah. other arrangements. It's like I literally waited until the last minute to leave. And so I said, well, I just said, I was like, I'm sorry to hear that. I hope he's okay. Maybe this is the third time this has happened. So maybe reconsider your driver's basically is what Very he true. said you know but yeah it's just like oh guys I'm gonna have to we're gonna have to, like edit this rant out of the podcast. no, no focus, basket this it. is the real basket this it. is the real deal you guys this is my life um so yeah yeah that's what happened so now this is why ratings and reviews are so important because I actually had two other girlfriends after the first delivery I was like this is great I like sent them my code and then yeah. after the first one happened I was like this weird thing happened just a heads up and I text both of them and I was like don't this is what happened. And neither, and they're both like, I'm glad you told me. I can, I'm going to cancel my order. Well, oh, wow. Yeah, like this stuff is important, you know? Like your business, especially if you've got a small business, like it thrives on yeah. stuff
1: like that. Yeah. No, guess what don't they say like, uh, <clears throat> if somebody likes something, they'll tell one person, but if somebody hates something, they'll tell a hundred people. Yeah.
0: But what's stupid is I had already told two people how great it was. Yeah. And I was fully prepared. This was like my two, you know, if they'd like fixed everything and... It's like picked up again And it was good I totally would have gone on And been like A bit of a rocky start But they made up You know They did reimburse me They did this and that And now we're rolling It's like They couldn't tell me Up until the end Like why my Shit wasn't getting delivered <sighs> You know And somebody's like Oh your neighbors must be taken I'm like no We've been getting gifts From our gift registry Like every day And I've never had a problem With any deliveries being taken From any of my neighbors And it's not like I live in a complicated Complex Yeah you know, so just this saying, you guys. Thistle. Fuck you. you. No, my what? my dad just <laughs> cringed real hard if he's listening to this. Ah, <laughs> oh, sorry, dad, but I was really upset. I'm really upset. No,
1: understandably so. I mean, yeah. I I've I've been actually I was reading something yesterday where we're about the, like this one food service and I was like. I actually, for a moment, considered, like, process the numbers and just kind of broke it down and stuff. It was, like, uh, like a feasible alternative.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? It's, like, and it, it actually was not that many meals every week. That I just did because it was a crazy week and I had, a co- I had a discount code. Yeah. You know? But, geez, man, to get a little extra help, like, all right, like, two days a week if your day is crazy, great. You know? Oh, that's someone, nice.
1: someone would give you 10 meals a week. hmm So I figure, like, that's... You know, pretty much at least during the week, that's your you know lunch and dinner. Yeah. Are taken care of. Yeah. And then you know you do whatever you like for breakfast, which is usually something pretty easy to do. I think for most people. Yeah. Uh Yeah. And then break. So it came down to like, if you do like the month option, mm-hmm. it came down to like eight, a little over eight dollars a meal.
0: Yeah, which isn't bad if it's like made. Yeah. You know, all the, the thing about this place that I liked is that you know the kitchens are relatively local. You know, it's still kind of a. I mean, I wouldn't even call it a small business, but I'm just like. It's very frustrating to me because I literally was like, here, take all my money, yeah. you know, and their their website was good, their menu was good, the food that I had was okay, you know. Oh, well, but okay, We're like, back up there, hold on, Amanda uh, Barnes. Yeah.
1: The food was just okay? The
0: food was good. Here's, here's my beef with the food. Um, I'm actually allergic to eggplant, mm. and so there was one dish that had eggplant in the title, so I substituted it for another dish. But three other dishes in that short period of time also had eggplant in them. Oh. So I was like, man, like, all right. So, I'd like, pick up the eggplant out. <laughs> so the food was... Uh, the food tasted good. Yeah. But, you know, that kind of thing it was annoying. So...
1: I see, because then I feel like you're left... Like, maybe that's my, my reluctance, too. It's like you're left basically at the mercy of whatever their... Chefs, are, yeah, have but some
0: but some services are better than others. So I've had a couple since I posted that angry thing on Facebook. I had a couple friends send me like, here's a great. This is I use you know Hello, Hello or I've seen one advertised called Sunbasket, and mm. there's two that I know of that are very local. One of which is like a friend of a friend who's basically doing this out of her home. Oh wow! So in that respect, I'm kind of like definitely like small business owner. The food that I've had from her has been good. So these are the types of businesses I like to support if I could, you know.
1: You but have a neighbor right next door that's doing it as well? So yeah, they're just yeah. bringing just you bring over. her. Yeah.
0: That'd be <laughs> great. It's not true. But uh, that'd be great. So, uh, yeah, I think, you know, the moral of the story is that reviews are important. <laughs> Watch, we're going to get a review that's going to be like, all they did was talk about reviews and <laughs> delivery food. This wasn't about comic books at all. You guys, it actually is about comic books. We promise. That's right.
1: And you know what? I think it's probably time to do.
0: Our segment?
1: The hottest segment. That, I mean, you know, folks, it, it has only increased in in, in, in hotness and enthusiasm <laughs> uh-huh. since we've been away. That's right. And that's...
0: What's in, in the, the bag? bag? Perfect. That was great. Uh, oh, Amanda, you do the honors. I'm going to pick because I think last time you just kept picking. I
1: know. It was gross. <laughs> it was gross and inappropriate for me.
0: What is this? <laughs> oh, it's cool looking. Oh, Mike's got this. Oh. This is What is is this are you disappointed? Shadowhawk. No. Uh, this is the cover's cool though.
1: Yeah, yeah it's a so nice kind is, of very much of the 90s kind of embossed uh, is, cover.
0: So this is Shadowhawk. It's like a matte black cover with a super shiny text and mask on it like cowl and if you tilt it the right way, you can see in the matte black. It also says who is on top So it's Ooh. Who is Shadow Hawk, And this is number one It's an image comic So tell me about that It looks <sighs> pretty Recent to me It doesn't look like An old school thing. I uh,
1: So Jim Valentino uh, Created this he, And I wouldn't
0: know Because it doesn't say that On the front
1: he, It does it Much oh. like the emboss There at the oh, end Oh okay yeah. Well I
0: was just Going to be very impressed With you Valentino Yep
1: uh, So he was one Of the original Image 7 That came over And founded this company
0: yeah. Happy 25th
1: The yeah, Happy 25th everybody I bam, issue number one, two fifty back in the day. Three dollars in Canada.
0: For a fancy ass cover.
1: And, you know, but I I will give it up for and I guess this may be like a little double size. Yeah, you know, maybe it eh, kinda looks kinda regular size, I guess. But you think about this, this is what, what, twenty what'd you say, the twenty fifth?
0: Yeah, well yeah, the twenty fifth, yes. this it's this is twenty five years of image that but, we're celebrating this year.
1: Think about this though. I mean, two fifty back then. And now there's still prices that you can get a lot of their books for two ninety nine.
0: dollars mm-hmm. It's pretty great.
1: Yeah, still yeah. a great deal. I mean, that's... And I, mean, I
0: love image books.
1: Yeah. And they do a great thing after a month, at least in Comixology, digitally. They knock it down a dollar even more. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, two bucks for a book. But, so this... Uh, I always, like, think uh, Jim Valentino. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is like uh, any ugly guy in a boy band. Like, they always... <laughs> yeah, there's ugly, always one. There's always one ugly one. Sorry, AJ. It like, yes. was you. Or the monkey guy, he kind of very, like, had a very monkey-esque face. Danny? Wh- which? Donnie.
0: In the monkeys?
1: No, that wasn't Don Wahlberg. It was Danny. I think, oh. And New Kids on the Block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just, you know, those guys were, like, you know, they're part of the group, but everybody's, like... Yeah, okay. We don't really care about you that much.
0: I guess it just depends on your flavor, too, because my friend Holly, growing up, we love the Backstreet Boys and we saw their Millennium Show, the Millennium Tour. Uh, brag, humble brag. Um, But she liked AJ. And I was like, oh, really? And that's the one that she liked. So I don't know. Maybe she's just like the the uh, underdog.
1: Well, you know, there is something to be said for like, uh, like an underdog where I do have a soft spot for the underdog. Uh-huh. Except for. Uh, I don't think maybe but a not dancer. with
0: boy bands. <laughs>
1: but yeah, and, and not with Jim Valentino. Okay. So it's like when he came over, when you are looking at that powerhouse lineup of people come over, you've mm-hmm. got certainly Jim Lee, Tom McFarlane, certainly right. and Mark. Yeah, I put like I put those two at the top, and then uh-huh. maybe Mark Silvestri, maybe just a notch down. But you could argue that yeah, he was must, just right up yeah. there as too. Yeah. Uh, then you had Eric Larson, okay. who just maybe a little bit stepped down. Well, oh, gosh, I even had Rob Liefeld too. Okay. So, gosh, maybe even those, first, uh, Liefeld, Mark Farlander, and Lee, okay. right there in the top. Maybe notch down, maybe on the same level, Silvestri. Larson, maybe just a dip down, but not like a huge. Yeah. Then you had Wills Prostasio, who, for my tastes, definitely was a, a step down. Okay. Uh, but I know there are fans of his work, but for me, yeah. And then you had, for me, what it seemed like, a huge, like he went down into the basement, you ripped up the basement floor, oh. you dug down way deep to the core of the earth, uh, and then you'd find Jim Valentino.
0: Oh, that's so mean. Well,
1: it's just like, he just did not fit. It's like one of those things is not like the other kind of that. Yeah. And it's just like, ugh. Do
0: you think that's a popular, do you think that's just you? Or do you think a lot of people probably feel that way? I don't. We should don't, find out. I should, yeah. If you guys love Valentino, let Frank have it. Yes, in, let me, in. Yeah, in wait. the comments <laughs> with his posts. Ah! Let him know.
1: Yeah, it's just so, he is, uh, well, he, he wrote Guardians of the Galaxy uh, at Marvel. Okay. So and it went for gosh I think at least fifty issues so I mean it certainly went for a nice long run uh-huh. so and I have to admit I've never really read any of those okay so I can't I you know I and maybe I, that's what I need to do I actually do need to go and read Shadowhawk <laughs> and I do need to read Guardians of the Galaxy right because I'm only basing this solely by just the look of his art which always just looked less than to me compared to everybody else okay so I so he so could be he could be a phenomenal storyteller so
0: did he write and illustrate
1: yes okay uh and so I was never really captivated by his art and okay. so I was like Ugh. so I just associated that as also being a bad writer as well hmm. I could be completely wrong he could be one of the greatest writers that is just not a great artist right uh but I'd like to think that I'm right I think i like i like to think <laughs> that I called this shot correctly okay so Shadowhawk is as a, a, one of those vigilantes where of course it's like but who is he? It's a big mystery. Right. Trying to determine who is the man behind the mask. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, 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 to be honest, I have no idea who Shadowlock is. Okay. And it's one of those mysteries that even just looking at this cover, it's not like 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 as like it's on burning up, at any sort of I gotta find out. But yeah. Now I feel like I need to go buy like some Shadowlock issues. It
0: looks like a pog. <laughs> to me, that is so like the art on the cover is so there's something so fun and '90s about it. It just looks like a oh. pog to me, like a pog. It looks like a slammer.
1: Well, and this is inked by Rob Liefeld too, which you—it's oh. got those sweet Rob Liefeld-esque lines in there, which is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I feel like I feel like I do want to pick up some Shadowhawk and just All read right. some really bad. You. What I perceive to be bad. Come stories.
0: back and let us know right. what you thought of it.
1: The uh, uh, audience will be waiting on pins and needles. They will. For a hot Shadowhawk update.
0: Yeah, they Every the people are clamoring.
1: Oh, Mike! Um, Mike with some shadow hawk.
0: Shadow hawk. We did also didn't explain this segment before. We just dove in.
1: Oh, that's right. So,
0: guys, this is uh, uh so my my live-in fiance, I live-in sin. Flesh lover. Uh, my, my flesh lover. Uh, sorry, Dad. Um, he, he doesn't know until now. We live. No. <laughs> Uh, we live together, and he came home with a giant bag of comics from his childhood that he got from he and his brother. I guess used to have a bunch of uh, comic books, so a lot of them are a little older. A bunch of them are signed, but I told him not to tell me what was in the bag. Uh, so now uh, every week, Frank and I pull randomly from the bag, and we discuss what we find. So that's that's, true. that's the segment. What's in the bag? I
1: would love to hear. Uh, after we're done, I'm gonna uh-huh. ask Mike what he remembers of Shadowhawk, if he loved it or if he was like, and this is just kind of given to me and it's in my bag."
0: Right. You just, it's just there. Ooh. Um, do you want to pull? Yeah, let's pull. Well, over. no, please,
1: you pull because I pulled everything last time. Are you so sure? you, could, yeah, okay. give me, give me a pull.
0: Okay, give me a pull. <laughs> this one feels thinner. Mm, what is this? <gasps> oh, that's a good one. That is a great one. This oh. is really good. Yeah. So I just pulled out. Actually, know what this one is. This is the sensational She-Hulk, fabulous first issue. Um this is approved by the Comics Code Authority. That's how you know that it's it's a little older. And is that his signature down there?
1: Uh uh or that is that's yes. Just part of it. That is
0: it. Great.
1: That is my good old John Byrne, everybody. John
0: Byrne 1998. This is I might have to frame this this one.
1: That's a great pull. That's probably that's a I, good pull. I think out of everything that I've, we've seen what's in the bag so far, it's uh-huh. probably the, the one that's excited me the most.
0: Yeah, and it's in really good condition. I thought there was a wrinkle in the front. So, so this is great. So how many She-Hulks... This is... I love this. So she's on the cover. She's in like this crazy-ass bodysuit. She's really glammed out, which is not always my favorite she, She-Hulk. But I love what she's saying, which is... Uh, she's got a, a word bubble. If you don't buy my book this time, I'm gonna come to your house and rip up all your X-Men, which I think is sort of funny.
1: Yes.
0: So tell me about some. Tell me about this, Frank. So
1: of course we've got the Savage She-Hulk right here. She's holding that copy of her first comic run. Uh uh-huh. There in her hands on that cover. So uh, that was uh, that was her first run. It went. Gosh, I don't. Maybe it went twenty issues. I'm not exactly sure on yeah. that Yeah. But that. Uh, so then, but so She-Hulk was just kind of around, but then she had a great. Uh, you know, I feel like there was that time where like like, oh, the she hulk is just kind of like a knockoff of the Hulk. but I really like that because the biggest difference between she Hulk and the Hulk is that when she transforms, she maintains all her intelligence, something that Bruce Mm -hmm. Banner never does. Yep. Or depending on the version of Hulk that you're doing.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, But always reliably, she would always have her intelligence. She was a lawyer. Uh Uh-huh. So she'd have all her legal sense. She was a lady. She was a lady. And she was somebody that enjoyed being She-Hulk more than she enjoyed being Jennifer Walters.
0: Yeah, well, what I I think is really awesome, and I think people tend to forget about this, is like she... Yeah, she pretty much makes the choice to live as Mm She-Hulk. Like she is green all the time. So she goes to court and she's green. So the cool thing is to me, the cool thing that I related to about her uh, that I still do, but the first time I read that I thought was really cool is like, oh, so she doesn't have a facade to hide behind. No. Like she's accountable for her actions all the time. You know what I mean? Which to me it made, kind of made a lot of the other superheroes look kind of wimpy. Because it's like if you get tired of being... Batman or you know you just you, you're you Bruce Wayne do you know what I mean Yeah. and you have to worry about it's like the thing you know like Spider-Man was worried like well they know my identity this is in Civil War I believe right they know my identity to come after my family you know she's just kind of like yeah that's just how it is that's sort of one of the byproducts of being who I am yeah you know? and
1: I felt it was always just great stories because she you she was a lawyer for many other clients but also superheroes as well too yeah so it's, it was great to have her. You, you could use her pretty much kind of like Matt Murdock as Daredevil. Uh-huh. Uh, where you would get to have those two characters pretty much became the de facto lawyers for any character in the Marvel Universe that needed legal representation. I would pretty much say it was definitely Matt Murdock first, then Jennifer Walters as She-Hulk. And yes. He definitely got more of the action on there. But both of those were really good utility players. And she, so after her run, Savage the Elk, then she got, uh, Roger Stern took over and used her character a lot in The Avengers. They mm-hmm. made her remember The Avengers. And for me, that's really where I saw the potential of that character. I really enjoyed her on that. And then she got promoted from that to Fantastic Four. There mm-hmm. was, after the first secret wars that happened there, uh, when the Beyonder takes everybody to that separate planet across the galaxy mm-hmm. and they're all fighting, that uh, at the end of it, she-Hulk is there along with them but uh, Ben Grimm, the Thing, decides he's going to stay on that planet and just kind of you know learn about himself and explore. Uh, he's not ready to go back to Earth. Mm-hmm. So he asks uh, She-Hulk to take his place on the Fantastic Four which is kind of cool. It hadn't been done in a long time. Fantastic Four was kind of cool because they would also, especially during the eh, like the you know, 60s and 70s, they would always have kind of a small one character would kind of leave like Sue Storm was pregnant so she kind of stepped aside for a while and then they'd have like Medusa or Thundra or Luke Cage kind of step in and fill that role Mm -hmm. Uh, And they hadn't done it for a long time until John Byrne took over Fantastic Four and said you know what I'm gonna bring She-Hulk back in have her take Ben Grimm the things place for a while Mm -hmm. and so she was really uh, There I think a lot of people kind of will kind of vary if they like the Fantastic Four with She-Hulk as opposed to the thing She had a really long run with the team and I really do like her with them but uh, then, since so she became so popular, then John Byrne basically kind of then spun her back into her own series. And this is fun because it takes very much a, a fourth wall approach mm-hmm. uh, with the series. A little tongue-in-cheek playing to the camera, so to speak. Yeah. So it's, it, it's, a, it's a fun
0: run. I have the trade paperbacks of this. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Of the,
1: of the John Byrne stuff? Uh-huh. Oh, that's cool. because yeah. he he's on there for a while and then he has uh, he butts heads with uh, editorial differences mm-hmm. and so he leaves the title for a little while and then he comes back and jumps back on it again a little later on yeah uh, and then eventually then they ended up canceling the series
0: yeah this is um yeah I want to frame this one and put it up that's it's pretty a cool
1: great call look, yeah. look at you Mike I uh I really you know I if you have you read any of the Dan Slott She-Hulk stuff
0: which She-Hulk is that is it? Sen- it's not sensational and I, it's not I think it's I think it's just called Sheolk is it?
1: I'd have to double to check check that. and see but it's basically really focuses on her. she's working at a law practice mm-hmm. and really focuses a lot on her doing legal stuff with the superhero community and that's a really fun run uh, and so the sales were kind of low and mm-hmm. so then they I don't want to say they kind of soft canceled the series but they stopped it and they kind of rebooted it again with another number one in the hopes to kind of, you know, focus more attention and bolster sales on it. Did it work? It worked uh, temporarily, and then the sales kind of dwindled, Mm -hmm. and then eventually the series ended. Uh, Actually, Dan Slott left the book. Peter David took over for a little while, and then basically just trickled out to where they canceled the book. And now they're doing another She-Hulk series, but it's just called The Hulk.
0: Hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes,
1: taking place where The Hulk has been killed, Yes. and she's been beat up through the course of, of the last big crossover where she got... Almost killed by Thanos. Uh-huh. And so now she's basically suffering from like PTSD as well. So Okay. I don't I've read the first issue and it's very much like a introspective kind of series. Okay. Where you're just saying, you know, just really how do you she's very much staying more with Jennifer Walters as opposed to hulking out because mm. the Hulk is basically you know, She's just, like too soon. Yeah. Yeah. So I I can't speak to how good that series is. It's a definitely a different take, but I don't know if that's uh I would rather. I'm looking forward to getting it back to. It's fun to k- take characters on tangents, yeah. but I'm looking forward to more when it gets to this version of the whole show. Well,
0: I'm sure they're going to get to the point, especially now with the success of Wonder Woman. I, I'm sure that she will be getting her own film at some point. I would think, don't you?
1: I wonder. I wonder if it's film or do you do a TV show?
0: Ah, uh...
1: I mean, it's well, it's tough because if you do it as a TV show, how do you get Mark Ruffalo to come by? And say like because the big thing is that she gets a transfusion from Bruce Banner, mm-hmm. and that makes turns her into the shield. Right. I don't know if you're going to get Mark Ruffalo to come by for maybe for your Netflix show.
0: Yeah, and I maybe mean,
1: to do just like a one-off for the episode.
0: Yeah, I just I I don't know. I want to. I, I want to see a. I want to see a She-Hulk on the big screen, done really well.
1: That man, wouldn't we that be awesome? That? I
0: don't even. I don't know. Let's think on it, because I. I would love to see I would love to see a great a really great She-Hulk that would be cool on a big screen I don't know to my knowledge there aren't any plans for it yet but I can't imagine that it's gonna be that much longer because they're gonna start running out soon and it's like you know having a which we've seen I think having a well done strong female yeah. protagonist works out well you know the box office too I just think she's a really cool likable character
1: cause I'm also thinking like if you looked at Marvel's top women characters. Just they,
0: in film? Just Black just, Widow?
1: Or, I mean, I guess, even if you're just looking just merely on the comic book side too. So you've yeah. got, yeah, Captain Marvel, I guess, you know, they, they keep trying to make her that huge. Thing. I don't yeah. know if she's really quite there yet. Yeah. But I think it'd be Captain America, Captain Marvel, Black Widow. I, after that?
0: That's it. <laughs> like, I mean, you've got Spider-Gwen right now.
1: Yeah, Spider-Gwen, Spider-Woman.
0: That's a different thing I feel like Cinematically In film The biggest female There are only really Two big Marvel female characters And you correct me If I'm wrong But the ones that come to mind Are Gamora Yeah And um, And and Black Widow Black Widow, yeah That's the whole Like that's the whole it That's everything So Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I do have those Nice Yeah Those are
1: really Two really good runs Okay. So, uh, yeah, yeah, Because I, 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 yeah, I can't. I mean, you've got Scarlet Witch, you've got She Hulk, you've got oh, like other ones that would be like really just. Uh, well, I guess if you look at the X Men, you've got Storm.
0: Yeah, but I've never but seen not... any of them. They're always part of an ensemble. I've never mm. seen them as like standalone. And I know that that Black Widow has her own film, and to be honest with you, I'm kind of meh about it. I don't really feel like I need to know a lot about the about Black Widow. I think it's like, yeah, Scarlett Johansson looks amazing in her costume. Like we've all established that. I don't really know much about her character. I don't know that I need to. Yeah, I. You know, uh, I don't think those films for me, those films haven't had it done a great job of of making me interested in that particular character.
1: No, well, to which that could mean that she she should get her own film to really make you really invest in yeah, the Yeah, it
0: definitely could be, you know, but I feel like they, it's like give her something good to do, like give her a good story.
1: All right, compared, because compared, I feel like both these characters have been, they since with that being really seen in a lot of other movies, other than, than the big team ones, mm-hmm. Black Widow and Hawkeye. Who do you feel you know more about and care about and are interested in seeing a solo film about?
0: I don't know anything about Hawkeye
1: well if you saw like Avengers Age of Ultron you I did not
0: see. I did not see the Avengers Age of Ultron
1: anyway so folks that was it for this episode <laughs> of uh, the and uh, Frank
0: I didn't see it well
1: I, I, you gonna know, have to should pa- I let's pause this podcast let's go watch the film and then okay. we'll come back and we'll pick up right at this exact
0: that was so great <laughs> I can't uh. believe we just watched Avengers Age of Ultron <laughs> oh boy yes. I was missing out Hawkeye am I right
1: that's right yeah there you go Jeremy Renner hunk uh yeah you, you never saw it i didn't wait so have you seen every other marvel universe film except for that no what marvel universe films haven't you seen have you seen the first iron man yes the second iron man yes the third iron man yes it's the first door
0: only pieces
1: second Thor. no okay first captain america yes second captain america
0: no but i hear that's the good one that is really that good. is very high on my list
1: uh civil war the third one
0: Mm, uh yes i actually did see civil war
1: okay and you don't seem that high on it
0: i just took me a minute to remember it like okay there's all i remember i'm like no wait because civil war is where you have wait maybe i didn't which is the one you've got tony stark shooting the shit with the hulk with bruce banner
1: that's avengers oh at the end you mean at the very end
0: no i saw that though yeah where he's like i'm not that kind of doctor
1: Yes, at the end of the, at the end of uh, uh, uh oh, at the Iron Man three. Oh, Iron yeah. Man three. That was in the credit. I ran at the very end of the movie where it's like it's basically like a story that he was telling to. Yeah, him.
0: but I also saw them working together.
1: That was in the Avengers.
0: This is my problem with those movies. This is my th- this right here is my problem. Is it for me they all run together, oh, with the nice. exception of like Iron Man, which I really enjoyed, Deadpool. Which mm-hmm. I love because it's very unique, yeah. and I loved Guardians, and even to me, the two Guardians movies flow. But I don't, I am not like, well, which guard, which movie did this happen in? Because they each stand alone. Okay, like for me, like uh, for me, I am like, did I see the Avengers or did I see Iron Man three?
1: Uh, Avengers is where the Hulk and Iron Man all they work together. The battling Loki, he's the bad guy.
0: Yes. Okay. I think I saw that. The aliens attack New York? And then New I York. was like, I know that that's Loki because I live in the world, but I don't really know the whole Thor-Loki thing because Thor bored me and I mm. did not see Thor 2. Okay. Uh, well. But I really want to see Winter Soldier because that's the one I keep hearing is so good.
1: It is so good. Yeah. For sure. I really enjoyed. it. That's probably my favorite.
0: And I will see Iron... I will see all the Avengers movies, I'm sure, but like... I feel them, I, I, I want to see Winter Soldier because I've heard it's really great. I will see the Avengers movies because I feel like I should because I'm doing this podcast. That's why I will see them. I okay. don't really have a strong desire to see them. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Uh, Ant-Man.
0: Uh No, but it's on my DVR. Okay. Because I love Paul Rudd.
1: Yes. Uh, Doctor Strange. Yes. Okay, and you the, enjoy that.
0: It loves Doctor Strange. Okay. Interesting. Uh,
1: all right, so but I mean, it's on your DVR, so I feel like that is that, that is in like the soon to be watched
0: mm-hmm. queue. Yeah. Okay. It's been there for a long time, <laughs> but I took the time to record it because I was like, oh, I definitely want to see that. <laughs> so I, I took
1: the time, guys. I, I took did. The, I did. I took the time, time to press like just, two buttons. I did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but
0: see, if Avengers: Age of Ultron was on there, I don't know that I would hit record.
1: It's it's on. It's playing in rotation right now on a lot of the cable networks. Really? I just I've watched a little bit of it again, like three nights ago. Okay. I think, but Sunday, I said it in going into Sunday, yeah, I watched uh, a bit of it.
0: I've also seen, okay, I saw, I loved Logan. You okay. know that I yeah. loved Logan. Um, and I, I really enjoyed, everybody feels like shits on these movies, but I really enjoyed the first X-Men. I would I mean, I, it's been years since I've seen it, but when I saw it, I was like, well, this is quite fun.
1: Really, I should, it would be interesting to go back and watch it now. I just feel like, I don't like the, I don't like the costume choices in there. I feel like okay. they, uh, I, I felt like
0: they're none of the, they're none of like the comic books. They're not like that.
1: No, they're just all those black costumes where yeah. I feel like they were embarrassed to really embrace the, the comic book nest And I don't know I think they had to do more With the executive running mm-hmm. uh, Fox at the time Yeah I think he was like No 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 no, We're not gonna go that way With these guys
0: Well I So I, I haven't seen All of the X-Men movies I haven't seen the one Like First Class I didn't see that that's one That's a really
1: that, That's a really good movie
0: And that's one of their kids Right They're like young mm-hmm. I've not seen that one And wasn't there another one Where they're also young
1: there's three when they're young. So you've got First Class, which is really good. You've Days of Future Past. Oh, right. Which is cool because it, it takes Patrick Jordan, Ian McKellen, and teams them up with James Fassbender and... Uh, or James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender.
0: Okay. Uh, I like all those. the older of those. versions
1: of Professor X and Magneto.
0: Well, I like all those people.
1: And then you've got a great time travel story, which I'm a sucker for. And mm-hmm. you've got Wolverine kind of going back in time. So,
0: okay.
1: Uh, and then you've got X-Men Apocalypse, which came out last summer and is... Awful.
0: That's, okay, that's what I heard.
1: well that's a rough... There's only, like, one fun sequence to watch. Uh-huh. And that is, there's a Quicksilver who uh, is, has a distinction of being both in uh, Fox Marvel films and Disney Marvel films. Mm. He's a character that they're able to share. He and Scarlet Witch are two characters that are able to share between them. Okay. But uh, the way that... I will give it up... Between those two, usually I'm more of a Marvel person all the time, but Mm -hmm. Fox's, and especially Brian Singer's depiction of Quicksilver Speed, very entertaining to watch, both in Days of Future Past and in X-Men Apocalypse, and his scene in X-Men Apocalypse doing that is pretty much the only thing that is enjoyable about that movie.
0: Okay. I, at some point, will watch all of them. I've had this discussion, because Mike hasn't seen most of them either, so I'm like, well, let's make that a thing. Like, Let's go through and watch... All of them, even if they oh, suck. Look at that! Like,
1: just like a like a as you're building a life together, based on a, on a foundation of Marvel we are so gross. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, I yeah I uh, I feel like that's part of this education for me. Like I'm so I don't feel bad not having seen all of them because I'm the comic book novice. Like that's mm. my deal. But I'm getting there. Did, so you haven't seen
1: like X Men: Last Stand. You've only seen the first X-Men film. You didn't see... Which was la- X2 I saw, I saw last... X2 or... I saw X2.
0: Okay. Because I liked the first one, so I saw X2.
1: And then X3 is uh, The Last Stand.
0: I don't think I saw the that first, one.
1: I don't know. It's a rough one.
0: It was cool seeing... Uh, X2 is the one with all like the little kid mutants that like use their powers. Wait, X2. X2.
1: Yeah, they attacked the school. Yeah, okay, yeah. I liked that. I yeah.
0: liked all the kid mutants using their powers. I thought that was kind of neat. I think X- I don't remember the story. I just remember little kid mutants using their powers. That was the whole thing.
1: Yeah. it's. Uh, I think X3 is the first use of kind of like that de-aging technology. Okay. Where they do it with Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen at the beginning of the film to kind of make them look younger because it's a flashback. Yeah. And uh, it was interesting to watch, but it's also like they look... So plasticky too. It's yeah. weird. It's they haven't quite locked it in yet. To like to cut to seeing Michael Douglas in w- Ant-Man. It was. Oh, I've ruined everything.
0: What have you no, done?
1: I haven't ruined anything.
0: It was no Benjamin Button, is what you're saying. No,
1: no Benjamin Button. Or but they do a great job of it uh, in a lot of the Marvel films. Uh, they do, it's not a big spoiler to show like Michael Douglas. They use that technology with him. It's great mm. to make him look like he does back in the '80s. And you're like, dang, that is awesome. Especially because you, ha- we have that frame of reference We can, in our minds, right. know what that looks like
0: That's why it's so much easier to I think for, now you've got movie stars that have grown up on screen It's so much easier when you try to do like regressive aging and stuff Because you can literally go and see what they look like From every angle, do you know what I mean? Yeah. At different periods in their life So you can, it's a lot easier to, to do that that's no, true. Versus just like bringing photos of you when you were a kid, like, <laughs> that piano recital footage. Let's see that. So,
1: so that was a, a nice little delightful tangent. It I, was a
0: tangent, but it was relevant this time. Yeah, so. I feel like yeah, go go watch the Hulk.
1: I feel like you should see the Avengers to see how they do it.
0: I saw the Hulk. I think I've seen all the Hulks, ironically. Uh, okay, well, <laughs> like of all the ones to see, because I saw the ang lee
1: I, version the what the ang lee
0: who's in that
1: he's the one with uh, eric banna and i Hnolte. did
0: i did see that Oof. and i also saw and thoroughly enjoyed the edward norton version
1: i like that especially Pete, that
0: movie gets shit on
1: there's some nice it. stuff in there yeah
0: i thought he did a good job he was a very broody yeah you know
1: i liked him i there's definitely not as much hulk in there as i thought it was gonna be yeah but that's true uh but it, I, 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 liked a lot of it. I liked Tim Roth in there. I thought he was great. What I didn't like is the look of the Abomination at the end of the film. That was like yeah, ugly design for that character. Yeah,
0: I get that. But it should have been ugly, right? Because he was the Abomination. Well,
1: yeah, but he, uh, there is a look he, in the comics. He he looks so much cooler, and I don't know why they didn't just embrace more of that look with him. Then in the film, he's just like ugh, gross. I don't. This guy is just not fun to watch whatsoever. Yeah, I could have used a cooler character design.
0: Yeah,
1: and I mean, for a while, the idea was that Edward Norton was going to reprise that role in the Avengers, mm-hmm. and then it just didn't work out. Uh, I mean, I
0: love Mark Ruffalo.
1: No, that's very and true. And
0: as, as a general rule, I'm a big fan of his. I think he's adorable, and I think he plays a nice Hulk. Yeah, I think that he, to me, he plays Hulk is, and I'm sure this is a lot of it's in the direction, but he just seems exhausted all the time. He just seems like yeah exhausted and down. <laughs> all the time and to me that makes sense and to still want to watch him it's hard to watch someone who's like super low energy (laughs) and draggy like but I think the fact that you still want to watch him is a nice testament to the films and to the his choices as a a character but yeah I uh, I, I think he's great but I I also liked Edward Martin you know
1: I the thing I don't like about the Hulk so far in the Marvel Uh films and I think that's going to change for the better, in Thor Ragnarok
0: uh-huh.
1: is where we get to see the Hulk actually talking.
0: Yeah, How, you know, why, how's that happen?
1: Because he has a little, he has a little sentence in the first Avengers film, just Ooh. one thing. But he more often he's just like the raging beast right and it's like ugh.
0: but in the future you have other hulks who aren't like that at least if you go by like the logan like old man logan yeah or even just like in the, the, the account
1: books uh i mean there are other versions where the hulk will have various speech patterns one where he could just be the savage creature uh-huh. where he's just rage and never, never speaking and then the other ones where he's incredibly crafty and cunning right and very verbose and then you have ones where he's just kind of like that dumb guy yeah where he speaks a lot in third person yeah, like Hulk, Hulk angry Hulk
0: smash Hulk smash yeah,
1: yeah. and I, I I don't want to see that version I want to see because I, I like it when the Hulk gets very much it taps into the Dr. Jekyll Mr. Hyde kind oh. of approach so I feel like that, you know you know, Mr. Hyde is just as intelligent and cunning or even, mm-hmm. and, and but more cunning mm-hmm. than Dr. Jekyll is and it's cool to see that I like that when they explore that version of the character rather than just like this is just mindless rage Or this is just like a real big dope Mm -hmm. and he's just, he's super strong, but he's a big dum-dum. Yeah. Eh, That's, for me personally, that's not my favorite interpretation of the character. Okay. So I'm hoping, at least what I've read is that the Hulk is going to talk. I'm hoping it's going to be more towards, he can be that cunning, cunning savage Mm -hmm. than just like, I, hopefully not like third person and just like a couple grunts.
0: Dummy-dumb. <clears throat> yeah, I would say if they're planning on doing a She-Hulk movie, maybe keeping them as different as they can, as possible, would be nice. You know, because you still want her to be eloquent and all of those things, because it's such a change. Yeah. You know, such a difference. But I also know that's a lot of, like, ifs, ands, and buts, you know? But, man,
1: I feel like you've got such a great hook for that character. She is basically a superhero who's also a lawyer. hmm Think of all, like, the great legal dramas. <laughs> But map that onto a superhero genre. See,
0: okay, here's the thing: if they did that, if they did like, Bum Bum, She-Hulk, like, then I would watch that show. If it were a legal drama with She-Hulk, yeah, I would watch that show. But if not, I want her to have a feature.
1: Do you? Because I was wondering, like, do like
0: Law and Order She-Hulk?
1: Yeah, but or but I'm thinking also like just a great court drama uh-huh. film. Yeah, like if you like The Verdict with Paul Newman or something like that.
0: A Time to Kill.
1: Time, yeah. That's, that a, oh, the oh. client. <laughs> I'm just gonna just keep naming
0: yes. Grisham adaptations. I,
1: I don't. I feel like that's a genre that is. I feel like that the danger with that genre is that it feels like. Well, oftentimes when you watch, you're like, this just seems like a TV movie. Yeah. I just watch it, that. Yeah. So, I don't know. So that so that makes me think like, yeah, I guess you could just do it as a series. Yeah. As a Netflix uh, series with She Hulk and it's just yeah, you know, She hulks lawyer.
0: Well,
1: yeah so um yeah uh yes yeah, so I'd be I'd be down gosh now, now I think about like maybe it's better not to have it be a feature film because to be a TV series because think of all the different legal cases there's so many fun things to do
0: you know I was asked one of the first when, when we first started doing this podcast and I first made my Twitter account uh at comic book novice for anybody interested when I first made it Um, somebody that I was following that's, you know, in the the comic book world posted a question that was like, if you were in prison, what superhero would you call and why? And I said, I would definitely call She-Hulk because she could bust me out of prison and then she could argue as my defense lawyer later. I
1: don't know. That's
0: yeah. not going to work. It could totally. She'd break me out because she's a Hulk.
1: Well, yeah, she could but She break me out of
0: prison. She can't...
1: But that'd be illegal. She'd be illegally breaking you but out of But she's an jail.
0: excellent lawyer. She could fight her way out. I'm just saying... But would she would give arrested? me just as, as good... Not if they couldn't catch her. But if that, they didn't uh, know. As
1: soon as she comes into the courtroom...
0: No, if she, like, spray-painted her body flesh tone... <laughs> and then broke me out, and then came into the courtroom green
1: and then said hey guess what my client may have been broken out of jail but there was a very good reason because she was being framed yeah and I've got the proof yep interesting I'm
0: just saying she's the whole package hmm alright well, and then put... and then whoever posed the question was like ah not so much a novice and I was like yes I am <laughs> and now you're explaining why now you're calling out why I am well look at
1: that but I feel like that has to do with superheroes that just has to deal with just you know
0: Logistics of this scenario? Yes.
1: It could be any... It could be some... Any any other... Like, it could be a, uh, Tom Cruise from The Client. You, you're going... I'd go for him. And then, Tom Cruise uh, isn't in The Client?
0: Oh, he's in The Firm. The Firm. The Firm. Yep.
1: That's right. Uh, and, he, and he could, you know, break you out of jail. Because he's known to be able to do that. Yeah. But he's still... That'd still be illegal.
0: Yeah,
1: well... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> illegal, shmule legal. Who cares about any that's of that? That's right.
0: All right, so uh-huh. coming to
1: Netflix in 2019... Uh-huh. Let's do...
0: Burr, burr. I, I think that That would be cool That would be great I feel like We pro- should just start Developing this now We what? called it Copyright co- right. Podcast copyright Right should now be pitched. Call it guys
1: Because I feel like What I don't like About the, the Netflix And I that's like Much like you With the Marvel films mm-hmm. I haven't watched Any of the Marvel Netflix series
0: Oh I Have I watched any Oh I watched Some of The Flash Because we did The podcast Two worlds crossover mm. And I was like oh, I gotta know How to talk to these guys So I watched like Five episodes of The Flash
1: Mm, That's DC But Still It was good No Marvel
0: Wait The Flash is You're right The Flash is DC Sorry So whether it be like Daredevil or
1: Netflix uh, Daredevil Jessica Jones Uh, Luke Cage Or Iron Fist
0: I Would I I actually want to watch All of those I've heard great things About Jessica Jones And I really want to watch Daredevil Because I love the character Daredevil Yeah I really like Daredevil a lot
1: you know, you should, since you have Marvel Unlimited, mm-hmm. you should give a read through the Mark Wade run of Daredevil. I think you'd really like that. Did we not talk about that one? We never talked about the Mark Wade version. We have okay. talked about the Frank Miller born-again oh, stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is definitely one version of the character, and a lot. I feel like a lot of people will default towards uh-huh. that. It's almost like what Frank Miller did with Batman. It became such a uh, defining take of the character mm-hmm. that a lot of people just like, oh my gosh, so that's how Batman should always be. Or that's how, oh, wow, that's how Daredevil should always be. And Mark Wade came in and said, you know, we've kind of taken him so far in this direction. The only way to really just change it is I got to just do a complete 180 and just swap it and just have him be, instead of like the doom and gloom, oh, woe is me, just I'm going to flip him. And he's just going to be like, hey, I I know I screwed up, but I'm going to keep an optimistic disposition and see what I can do. Even though at least the characters will acknowledge it. It's like you're clearly masking. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, that you can't just do this and think everything is going to be better. But right. it was just a nice break to get it away from the same kind of stories that we've been seeing. Yeah. And it's just a, it's a really fun run. I think he did what, uh, he did like two volumes of it. And it ends up being 60 issues in total, maybe 50. Mm. But it's a fun run. It's two volumes of that. It's to... worth checking out. That sounds good. Yeah. And the art is phenomenal.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, and the, the way they use, uh, they depict his radar sense. Really cool. So I would suggest those two okay. for, for that. All right. But the, my point for all that was that I feel like the <laughs> Netflix series, the thing I, th- and what I've read, and what's made me kind of leery about reading them, is that they're all 13 issues, or 13 episodes, but they, for better or for worse. Because uh-huh. I feel like a lot of people will complain about like their padding to get those 13 uh, episodes. Oh, okay. And it would be nice if either, one, they just wrote the story for however long it was going to be. So if it was going to, if it's only eight issue, eight episodes worth oh, of story... Oh, then they would have just made it like ten. a
0: mini-series or something. Kind of
1: be able to adjust yeah. it. Or when you have characters, especially like Jessica Jones, who's a private detective, uh-huh. or Luke Cage, who's like, you know, uh, you know, hero for hire. Yeah. Like those, if it's, and even Daredevil, as with cases, is that they offer like great one-off episodes. Yeah. Where you can just explore, just like tell a done-in-one story. It doesn't have to deal with a whole larger arc of the mm. season. Maybe you want to have a couple subplots running through, but it's just, you know, you don't have to worry about it tying into the bigger story. You get to just tell one fun story in that episode. Yeah. And it's just, it's a change of pace. It shows them in a different light and shows like different cases that they work on. I wish they would do more of that.
0: Yeah. I, I really, I do want to see Luke Cage too. I, I've, yeah, I've heard so many good things about those. I just haven't, yeah, I haven't sat down and watched them yet.
1: So I, that's why I worry about... keep coming out
0: with good shit. So mm-hmm. I keep watching. I keep well, getting bumped on my queue.
1: Well, the Defenders, the whole big crossover team up yeah. is happening in the fall. I in, know. Wait, August. I gotta, I got to
0: get all these... Oh, August. I got to get all these watched before that comes out because it looks so good.
1: I, I think if I were going to... I think I'm probably just going to jump into the Defenders. You think and so?
0: That, yeah. I feel like... You cut right to it?
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like at some time, I guess I'll go back and watch the other ones, but I feel like, you know, I think there's going to be many people like me too that I've... You have fans, and then there's also ones that, are like, oh my gosh, we're seeing all these people reconnected in one series. I'll definitely go check this out. So I feel like it, it will be it will be one of those that will be new viewer friendly, but also be rewarding for the people that have been watching everything as well.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: So my worry about She Hulk, though, is my whole big point about this launch. I know.
0: Project. We're not even, we got to get to Tank Girl, man. I know,
1: is that I would worry that they would impose that 13 episode structure on She Hulk. And probably do, like, one thing where it's all... Like, the whole season is one big case that they're building up to. Oh. When I think uh, I'd rather see just a series, like, one or two partners uh, with her doing different cases. And maybe you could do, like, a runner that's leading up to something. You
0: want more Law and Order and less The People versus O.J. Simpson. Yeah, I think. Yeah.
1: It's just, like, I feel like... Yeah, I want to see... Because I feel like if you keep doing The People versus O.J. Simpson, it's easy with that because you already if that's looking in the past and you already seen how it's breaking out right you see the event so you can break it out accordingly but if you're just inventing your own big legal case for your season then i feel like there's going to be episodes of padding yeah
0: i wouldn't want to see that Ugh. i wouldn't want to see that i but, agree we're in agreement thanks mm-hmm. look at that.
1: let's high five, high five. boom we high did high it everybody you know uh, we talked a lot and it had nothing to do with tank girl so I know. Let, you're right we should just dump right into it we
0: should jump into tank girl uh, do you want me to tell? Let's. Do you want to preface this by saying yes? How we think the other person liked it. Well, first
1: we should acknowledge what we love, folks, is reading, talking about comic books, uh-huh. uh, coming up with the stories that we characters that we're interested in, and suggesting storylines to each other to mm-hmm. read. But more than that, we love it when you, the listener, suggest stories for us to read as well. Too. That's
0: that is correct. Yeah, we love that. Um, so this particular recommendation uh, is from Blair. And Blair, I'm um, looking up Blair's uh, follow, her handle and things like that, so that you guys can give her a follow, say what's up. So her...
1: <laughs> what's up? Say
0: what's uh, Blair. Um, so her Instagram handle is mandalorian underscore armoire. So M-A-N-D-A, close to my name, M-A-N-D-A, L-O-R-I-A-N underscore a R M O I R. So this is Blair, and Blair recommended to us um, the original Tank Girl, and that's what we read, and we read it a while ago, and now we're now we're discussing it. So, yeah, and this is the Tank Girl um, by. It's written by Alan C. Martin and with art by Jamie Hewlett. That's right. Yeah. Well,
1: you got a cut and there you go. There is yeah, a
0: cut and dress Tank Girl, <laughs> um, and so we read it in striking black and white. Yes Um, And this The
1: Tank Girl classic run of Yeah
0: ta- yeah, Tank Girl classic uh, I think we both read it d- digitally And yes. uh, the publisher is Titan And it's kind of a It is it is classic When, when was this published?
1: Oh gosh Because
0: I know it was This re-release of it was 2012 Was like this When this classic book was released yeah. But I was originally the book. Is it? Okay Okay So How What do you think I thought of this book.
1: Uh, I'm gonna think. Oh, I, I, I get the feeling I'm gonna I'm gonna go that you enjoyed this book.
0: Okay. I think you did not enjoy this book.
1: That would I would not disagree with that assessment.
0: You would not disagree, so you did yes. not enjoy Tank Girl. I. Oh. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So the 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 version we read is black and white. Um, the structure of it i'm trying to think of like the way to describe tank girl it's kind of this like it's this like post apocalyptic story set in australia um it's a the lead is a female yes and she drives a tank and she's kind of a she's like a she's a bounty hunter right she's like a yeah. merc she's like a merc yeah um, and uh, her boyfriend is a kangaroo. Yep. But she also fights kangaroos. Yep. And the it's just chock full of a lot of references, some of which I think are very Aussie. I actually Googled, I started Googling some of them <laughs> and then was like, I can't keep doing this. It's going to take me forever to read. Um, and uh, each... each Issue is kind of its own standalone little like challenge would not you yeah. say kind of its own little arc? Yeah,
1: with with some runners and some reoccurring characters. Yeah, throughout it. yeah There's yeah. definitely world building that's happening throughout here. Okay uh, You know for me I felt like during the course of this that I was just watching Which I guess is the point mm-hmm. is but you're watching uh, Creators kind of grow and learn at, during the course of these stories mm-hmm. and and finding out what works and what doesn't and what's the best way to showcase what works mm-hmm. as well and just kind of tweaking it so some of these I mean it there it is just a lot of word balloons it, it is a packed with word balloons
0: yes yeah it is I found it to be hard to read and mm-hmm. that and part of it I think because it's black and white I think that's you know what I mean You're, it's harder to tell the panels apart but there's a lot of bleeding over into other panels um there's a part of me that really loved this mm-hmm. because it's not like anything that I've read yet. True. It felt more to me like almost like I was reading a zine. It yeah. a zine or a zine? Zine. Zine? Yeah. I'm not cool, kids. I am not cool. Mm. It felt like I was reading a zine part of it because it's just, um, there's just so much going on. It feels like super ADD to me. Um, yes. And it's kind of frenetic. But there's a part of me that loves it because it feels so underground and so indie. It feels like something that you'd pick up in your local comic book shop that's got, that's like hand-drawn or like, uh, you know, distributed. Uh, it's got like really small distribution. So it's, it feels to me like it's drawing a lot from like the punk movement and from uh, these just cool anarchist... You know, which isn't necessarily my thing. Yeah. It's not necessarily my thing or, like, my jam. But there is a real sense of fun in it.
1: Very um, irreverent.
0: It's super irreverent. And it's unlike anything that I've looked at before. And so for that reason, I'm, I'm glad that I read it. I'm definitely glad that I read it. Uh, and there are some really awesome one-liners throughout. A couple of them I wrote down. Oh, okay. Actually, do you want to hear, like, some of the, let's, fun, let's some of the fun one-liners it. that I liked? Okay. Um... Some of them are just real Australian, but I like it. Yeah. So, uh, "Curiosity Killed the Pratt." Okay. I love. I think that's real sassy. I would wear that on Chris a shirt. Pratt. Yep, yep. Talking about Chris Pratt, of course. <laughs> "Curiosity Killed the Pratt." Um, I can be as nasty as I want. Mm-hmm. I love that. That to me brought to mind the like nasty the nasty woman. Oh yeah. That we saw you know this last year politically, um, but I love that statement. Like I can be as nasty as I want, and um, this one was just hilarious and ridiculous, but. I love to start the day with a decent cup of tea, a good hard dump, and a scrub up to get rid of, to get rid of yesterday's muck and shit. That's what mm. she says. It's just like how she yeah. likes to start her day.
1: There you go. I feel like that you're taking that as your your new way of life. It is.
0: It is all those things that I love in the morning. So, um, I think that that but that tells you a lot about the character, right? Yeah. And so it is irreverent. Uh, I would not recommend it to everyone, but I think if you like things that are a little more um artistically inclined that are kind of uh it's kind of i don't even know the words who would you recommend this to frank i feel like i've been talking a lot about this
1: no no i um yeah i mean uh, the people that just don't if you're not really a superhero person mm-hmm. you know and you want something that just as they like to say take the piss out of something yeah this is a book that definitely takes the the piss out of pretty much everything that comes, comes comes its way so yeah, yeah if you want if you want to just have something that's going to be I think we've already described it as kind of a very irreverent look at mm-hmm. stuff then this may be uh, the, the your, your book and if you like I don't, know, I don't want to say like there's like that
0: it feels handcrafted to me yeah does that make sense yeah it feels like very I think you you kind of nailed it when you said like it, you feel like they're kind of learning like you're kind of learning along with them there are all these like notes in the margins yes. and things that, you know, I, I actually felt like I probably would have had a better experience with this if, if it had been a paper copy mm. versus online. Because it was so hard for me to like zoom into these really specific little parts and pieces and I feel like I would have liked to just like hold it up to my face and kind of wander along the page. Yeah. But I did uh, so I think that it's definitely a great book for some people. I enjoyed it in general. Like I'm glad that I read it um because it was to me it's like a very visceral experience um and i think that it's great for people who want a little bit of anarchy in their comic books and but i think that it was hard to follow both because of how the plot was structured it took me like four issues before i felt like i kind of knew what was going on
1: yeah
0: and um the way that the panels are structured it's interesting. Dif- it's kind of difficult to follow. Uh,
1: I, I really thought, I think starting issue four, but definitely by issue five, just at least you know the the rendering of the art and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I felt that really, HM uh, I mean, Hill really started locking in. Yeah. On that, which and is it, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is, yeah, it is fun watching like uh, an artist like first get their start mm-hmm. and just seeing how they start learning to draw the characters that they become so closely associated with and you see like the early earlier prototypes and what they decided to keep and what they decided to really fine tune
0: yeah
1: it's almost like watching like uh, like or like reading like old, old peanuts
0: Yeah, and seeing the evolution
1: of Charlie Brown until yeah. he kind of locks in into what we associate with I yeah. always kind of associate that with this too like or Calvin and Hobbes where right. you see these characters and then they lock into the look that we just commonly associate with them
0: yeah yeah, I would like to. I would um, be very interested in reading or seeing art from Jamie Hewlett more recently. Yeah, like what I have no idea like what she's done, um, and I think it would be cool to see that because I think that one thing you could say about this that I can't necessarily say about like I I wouldn't be able to tell you like oh this is how early Jim Lee looked, this is what early. This person looked for. They mm. really found their style. I feel like a lot of those guys, like the great artists, the people that that you think of as being great comic book artists, they kind of are always. I know it's not true, but by the time they get to where you can read their stuff, like they're like a Marvel artist, they that's their stuff, like that's their style.
1: Yeah, so you're not seeing you're
0: not seeing that progression, right?
1: No, because a lot of them didn't go that independent route. They yeah. started they got into the mainstream first, and then. Sort of that. Now I feel like you're seeing a lot more people starting off in the indies and making their way to mainstream uh-huh. or maybe just doing so well in the independence that they just stay, stay there. yeah. But yeah, you don't see like, I think like Mike Mignola from like Hellboy.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Like his, his sense of uh, the way he draws now is so well defined. But I love, but there's part of me that also like loves the early versions of his stuff too where it hadn't got so quite as angular and blocky and spliting, uh, spotting all the blacks. Yeah. There's just like, there's like, like a softness and like a, I don't want to say like a puffiness, but sort of like that just I that I just really love as compared to his current day work hmm. that I just kind of gravitate towards.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that, uh, I think it's neat. I think this, to me, this was, um, again, I don't know if I would keep re cause I know there have now been several runs of this character.
1: Yeah. And there's, I mean, they're doing, they're doing a new series right now with, yeah. her as well too.
0: So, I mean, maybe I would look at it, because I think the character herself, I love how brassy she is. I think she's cool, and she's kind of foul, and she, she reminds me of a Furiosa.
1: A very, yeah, you I, know, exactly. yeah definitely. I
0: could see that, and so for me, there is something really fun to that. There's a sense of fun, so I wouldn't mind um, taking a look at more like a newer version of her to see kind of where they went with her. Um, Does
1: this make you uh, more or less inclined to watch the Lori Petty film?
0: Is there a Lori Petty film?
1: She did a film, Tank Girl. Really? Yeah.
0: This is Lori Petty from... The League blonde? of Their Own? Oh. um, I didn't know it existed.
1: It existed, so you could watch a Tank Girl film.
0: Lori Petty is Kit from A League of Their Own?
1: She's the blonde. G- uh, what, Gina Davis's sister? Yeah. yeah.
0: She's got her... She's redhead. She's not blonde.
1: Is she? Oh,
0: they both know. have red hair.
1: Well, fine. Cowgirls, see
0: the grass? Don't eat it.
1: I've never watched The League of Their Own.
0: What? No. This is my shocker moment. <laughs> Everybody, we're going to stop the podcast. Uh-oh. Frank is going to go watch the League of Their Own, and then we'll return.
1: Oh, boy. I can't believe we watched. <laughs> really? We watched The League of Their Own? Oh, there's more things we could be talking about than that. No, I get it. There's no so crying good. in baseball. It's there's no crying so, in baseball. Uh, it's
0: such a good movie.
1: Oh, Rosie O'Donnell. Uh, enough of her. What? Yeah. She's and, so good in that. And Madonna.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there you go. They're great together.
1: Look at that. Just like, great the, like the the yin and yang. The mm-hmm. Tom and Jerry. That's Cats right. The Cats and Jammer twins.
0: The what? The <laughs> Cats
1: and Jammer twins. Kids. Yeah, one of the two. All right. Yeah, hot stuff. So hot, hot, hot stuff. Uh, You know, doing the splits. They did the splits. They catch the ball. Yep. You know, Gina Davis. Yep. yep, she did. Yep. Gina Davis. You still
0: need to watch the film.
1: I did. We just, just, now, watched, we just it. watched it. We just
0: watched it. It took a little break and came we back. We did. We did. You did. should watch it again. Um. So yeah. So this. uh, This was. We finally got around to talking to Tank Girl. Talking to her. Talking about Tank Girl. I. Uh, I might watch the movie. I don't know. Is it well reviewed? Well received? Uh, I haven't a, heard anything it about it. It so came out in 1995.
1: Okay. Uh. I. I knew it was that Lori Petty was in there. Uh. Wait. wait oh, holy cow! Is that an early? Uh. Do An early. Uh, what's her name? Uh. Naomi Watts. Oh. Huh. Are you kidding me? Here, oh here's the cast. We've got Laurie Petty, Ice T, Nami Watts, Nami Watts. Uh, Don Harvey plays Sergeant Small. Mm. Jeff Kober, um, uh, McDowell, uh, is... Iggy Pop is in there. James Hong, Doug Jones. All right.
0: All right. Well, um, uh, I don't know. I would probably have to see at least like a preview or something. It looks like they went a really literal route with it.
1: Yeah, um, they got a five point, uh, well at least five point three out of ten on IMDb.
0: Oh boy. I don't know. I'd be interested to see. I'd be interested. No, in, wait, no, Lori, Lori Petty. I don't think Lori Petty is who she, you think she is.
1: I know who she is. She's who I think she is. What? I don't think. I think you are incorrect.
0: Uh. Wait, is this the same? Lori Petty, who, oh my god, here's where I put things together in my mind. I knew Lori Petty from Orange is the New Black, because I love Orange is the New Black, did not put, and I've seen, I'm a big fan of A League of Their Own, and of Free Willy, which she is also in, did not put it together that that was Lori Petty. Isn't that ridiculous? I had no idea. Yeah? Alright, I mean, I don't know, Maybe.
1: You should Maybe go watch it. it.
0: Um, yeah. Anyway.
1: Uh, as it says here, it's, uh, this, a uh, one user review said it is, uh, one of the best films ever based on a comic. Wow. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, uh, she just looks, yeah, she looks so different. Good for her. Um,
1: one of a kind, and I mean that in a good way. All right. And if you're looking for a movie that is intellectual, smart, sassy, and leaves you thinking, you have at uh, least you're thinking you have found the wrong movie. If you're looking for a movie that has its own type of humor, some good laughs, and leaves you thinking that was one silly movie, you've got it.
0: Well, I do like all those things. Yeah.
1: Uh, although this may not be the movie for the average type of person, if you have a sense of humor and adventure, you could admire Tank Girl for the work it is and admire Lori Petty's performance and the role she was born for.
0: Interesting. I do love, like, frankly, I love... Uh, I, I, The more I kept reading the book the more i love the costuming i love that. i love when she like shaves her head i think that's super cool and i like kind of her evolution and it looks like they really did a lot of fun crazy costuming in the film so it could be a really fun cosplay and a nice change from your normal just like this is a corset (laughs) you know um so yeah i don't know maybe i'll watch it kind of cool if you guys have seen tank girl let me know what you think of it uh if I should go before All of these Marvel movies That I apparently Am going to binge watch Or after um, Just let me know And you can let me know At uh, Comic Book Novice On Instagram Or Twitter um, You can tweet Frank and I If you'd like Using uh, Going to My page Or using hashtag The Novice and Frank uh, Frank where can they find you?
1: You can find me uh, Behind you As we speak
0: So creepy dun, dun,
1: dun. You can find me on Twitter And Instagram At Happy Go Jackie you can do all that, and uh, yeah, I mean various food-related photos, interview photos, things like that. On yeah, the, on the on the gram. That's like right. To call it. He does a lot
0: of after Buzz shows. Check those out. Um, Frank, what are we what are we reading next week?
1: Well, uh, you know, we've got. I, I think I remember the uh, we talked last week when we we're doing our Wonder Woman cast. Uh-huh. Uh, we're like, oh yeah, what should we do? What should we do? What should we do? And they, and he said, there's one tunnel that you brought up, and it's like, oh no, we're gonna pull, hold off on doing that. Okay. Uh, and that I remember that was the golden age. So mm-hmm. We could do that if we want to. That right. was like uh, a 1940s look at the the Justice Society of America and the All Star Squadron, uh, written by James Robinson, drawn by Paul Smith. It's a four issue miniseries. Yeah. Uh, it's beautiful to look at, and it's a fun story. I've not read it in a, in a while. I don't think I've read it. in since it first came out. Yeah. So it'd be fun to go back but it sticks in my head as like a really really cool story. Then
0: let's do that. You want to do that? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, So that's what we're going to be reading for next time. In the meantime if you guys have anything that you want us to read, review, talk about please let us know.
1: We love Um, your suggestions. uh, We
0: do. And we love you. Thank you so much for listening.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: We'll play ourselves out.
1: Oh, let's do it.
0: Vroom, 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 vroom. (sighs) Vroom, 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 vroom. Mortar
1: shells in the turrets.
0: Kangaroos and Australian things and cool stuff, and I'm so fucking punk rock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we got a kangaroo that's going to find true love with an anar, oh, an-, an anarchist lady. That was terrible singing. This might
0: be going down. <laughs> As the what? worst song in history. But we're
1: going to pull it right out now. Hit the bass now. We make our own
0: beat. Don't follow any rules. Because we're so anarchist here on The Knuffins and Frank. Frank. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Ooh, that was a rough one Whoa. thanks for staying with us
1: that's gonna be a different b-side
0: bye <laughs> <laughs>